we we didn't want to start a coaching business. I felt it was pretty pretty saturated. There's great coaches out there. We did love speaking, but just that wasn't it. And and we were literally listening to Pandora Radio, and I was looking up something on WebMD uh, because as an ex cop and ex hockey player, everything hurts. And um, we it was like a light bulb to both of us. We we thought free stuff for realtors. That we love Pandora. We love the free landscape of 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 the internet and all the social media that we're using. And you're listening to the real estate sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser with Fidelity national title, Tampa district. Thanks for tuning in as we uncover the stories of leaders in our industry. Hi everybody. Welcome to episode 213 of the real estate sessions podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much for telling a friend. And speaking of friends, I get to talk to a, an old friend of mine who I've, I've met maybe eight or nine years ago in the business uh, uh, when I was down in Phoenix, and he was launching his company. He's the co-founder of Breakthrough Broker. I'm talking about Eric Sachs. Uh, many people know Eric, uh, if not in person, uh, from various conferences and events and, and things he does around the country, but definitely from his webinars, uh, his passion for helping realtors be better at what they do. Uh, he and his co-founder, Nathan, um, created an amazing tool for realtors. And we're going to talk about the uh, how Breakthrough Broker was formed and, uh, of course, a lot about Eric's life in Denver. So welcome to the podcast, Eric. Thanks for having me, Bill. It's about time. <laughs> I've wanted so. to be on your podcast for years, buddy. Look, and you look, I've seen you present. I've seen you talk to our sales team. I've seen you talk to realtors. I know you have tons of great information and I, it's my bad. I apologize. No, I love what and, you do. And you're always interviewing great people with great information. And, and I love what you do. Well, that's uh, that's the, that's the plan for today. I need some more information out of you, but first kind of the hallmark of this show is I really like to dig deep into your background. Uh, I, th- I believe you're in Denver right now. That's where your home. I am. It's cold. It's cold. Yeah. I, I think, uh, the word snow has been bandied about in Denver. Yeah. Lately. As I was telling you a little earlier, we, um, the kids had a snow day, one of the earliest snow days I can remember yesterday. And no it, school. It, it, and it has to snow a lot in, in Denver to, for them to cancel schools. I was going to say, they probably got it all figured out. They've got the plows and all that good yep. stuff. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I think there's a misconception about Denver because we hear here we have snow in October. It's going to be a weird Halloween tonight, I guess, um, as we re- record this episode. But isn't it one of the sunniest places in the country? Yeah, actually, I think if you look it up, we have the most days of sunshine of any state in America. Right. I I, I, I had a buddy that moved from Idaho. Uh, really cool, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Beautiful mm-hmm. place right in the country. Mm-hmm. He was tired of it. it was gray all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they moved to Denver and I thought, why are you going to Denver? What's that? I mean, you're still one snowy place to another, but he says, no, you're wrong. Yeah. It's, you know, the winters are, are not as bad as, as anyone would think. So one day it's uh, snowing and the next day it's 70. We golfed last uh, New Year's day last year. Wow. That's, that's impressive. We, we do that too here in Florida. Just Yeah. But we um, wouldn't, we wouldn't, you wouldn't golf on our New Year's day. It's like 48 degrees and we're out there. Oh, that's true. That's, that's kind of <laughs> chilly. Um, let me you're a native of Denver, so tell me a little bit about growing up there. You had to be into hunting, snowboarding, just all that good stuff, right? So uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, born and raised in Denver, but both parents are from New York City. My mom was born and raised in the Bronx. My dad in Jamaica, Queens, both in high rises. So they're not particularly outdoorsy. Uh, my dad was an army doctor, came out to stationed in Colorado. They never went home. They fell in love with the Colorado weather and the people. Uh, but we, we skied. 
played a lot of sports, no hunting, uh, no fishing. I didn't do any of that stuff till I was older, but it was a great place to live. Yeah, I, I've been to Denver a few times. I was there for the uh, 98 All-Star Game. I don't know if you remember that. but I uh, do. Yeah, so the the big giveaway was a Beanie Baby that people were spending, like giving you a hundred nice. bucks to pick up your Beanie Baby. Nice. I, I sold mine. It was, a good, <laughs> it was a good move. That is. Yeah. Let me. I want to find that eBay Beanie Baby for Bill Risser's yeah. eBay. For the 98 All-Star Game. I Beanie love it. I got to ask you sports. I mean, I know you're a big sports guy. And so you have all the major sports. So you got the Broncos, the Rockies, Nuggets, Avalanche. Which one's your favorite? Well, oddly enough, I'm a diehard hockey fan. I played hockey growing up. I played for Colorado State in college. And the Avalanche are my, by far my favorite sports team in America. So how does... Is is it was there a lot of hockey going on when you were in high school? Is it a big yeah. sport there in Denver? Very big. Wow. Okay. I mean, I, I get Very it because it snows, and I but it just to me it still feels like I don't know the United States. <laughs> you know, where it's, yeah, where it's not as big. You know, you hockey is big here now with mm-hmm. uh, pro teams in 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 Denver and and uh, even Dallas, but Minnesota, Michigan, back east in Denver, big big hockey town. There's got to be a little Broncos love, right? Are you, is, is, oh, yeah. okay. So football may be number two. Yeah. Football, the, you know, the Broncos when, yes, we're big Bronco fans, not having a great year, but yes. I didn't realize you played hockey at Colorado state. I knew you were a Ram. I, uh, did. I, I, I know a few people. I know a guy named Don Johnson, who was a, I worked with him in marketing at the um, San Diego Padres. He was the marketing guy and I was in the ticket office and man, he loved his Colorado state Rams. That's awesome. Yeah. And, 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 Talk about the, for me, when you think of, you know, football or you think of sports in Colorado, everybody just thinks Buffaloes. So was there, a, is there a, is there a complex that the Rams have about that? Cause there's only these two big schools. <laughs> How does that yeah, work? Yeah. I mean, you're, if you're, if you live in Colorado, you're either a Fort Collins person or a Boulder person. You can't be both. Okay. Yeah. Much so like we're if you're, yeah. If you're in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> South side or North side. I love it. Yep. <laughs> um, so you go to school there. What's your first gig out of school? Fort Collins Police Department at 22 years old. What'd you study then? Was it criminal justice like a lot of, you know? You know, I it's interesting. I started as a psychology major and switched over to a Spanish and sociology major. I, I didn't know I wanted to be a police officer until uh, after my sophomore year. In between sophomore and junior year, I did a ride along with a family friend who was a sergeant at the at the local sheriff's office. And there was a homicide that night and it was just a a pretty incredible experience for me to be able to be part of that investigation. And I went back to school and changed my major and figured that if I spoke Spanish, that I would get a job quicker. Um, There was a shortage of bilingual officers and I did get hired at 22, mainly because I speak Spanish. And that's, that's that story. I loved loved my career there. I was going to say though, Looking in hindsight, looking at what you've done with your career going forward, uh, psychology, sociology, and Spanish, especially in your personal life, were, was probably a fantastic uh, choice. It well, it's been great because I also owned a real estate company in Costa Rica, so it's all helped. It's all helped for me. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So, how long? How long were you on the force? Thirteen years. I'm sure you went through some tough times, right? I can't imagine somebody, you know, being a police officer for thirteen years and not having rough moments. Absolutely. But if I, if I, yeah, if I wanted to look at the positive side of things, I mean, when you look back at, at, um, what, what you learned, what you experienced, you know, kind of knowledge you gained, what, 
What would you tell somebody you know that's thinking about going into the force? Invaluable communications experience. It, I truly believe it helped me so much as a realtor because I was, I'm, I was literally able to communicate with any walk of life in 13 years as a, as a police officer from, from great people, educated people to non-educated people to, um, people in crisis and, and to my bosses and, and my coworkers. So it, the communication skills that I created and was able to to learn as a police officer for 13 years really has helped me with the rest of my life. And so somewhere down the line, you decide that you want to get off the force. You want to become, you know, sell, you want to sell real estate. Were you doing both for a while? I know that, that yeah. I know firefighters and, and police officers tend to do that. It's not that cut and dry. I never thought I'd leave the police department. I loved it. I, I was a detective, a youth crimes detective. I was, I, I loved what I did, loved the people I worked with. At the same time, I was a single dad at the time and uh, wanted to create wealth for my child. And you, you can only go so far as a police officer. And, and, and I had some funny things happen. I became a I uh, left the detective bureau to go back to the street to train rookies. And when you train rookies, they send you the burglar alarms all night long. Mm. And uh, in Colorado, if you own a million dollar home, it's a prerequisite to leave a back door open when you go on vacation. So the wind comes off the mountains, door, wind blows, door rattles, alarm goes off, we go in, no bad guy. And so I was in these really nice homes in the middle of the night with my rookies looking at the granite and the backsplash in the kitchen and uh, calling the rookie over and telling him how great this kitchen was. And I, I really realized I liked houses. So I felt like it was a great supplemental income for me that I could sell real estate during the day and, and be a cop at night. And I, I thought I could do that forever. That was the plan. And uh, real estate just took over. It became two full-time jobs. I had matched my, my police salary as a part-time realtor, which was pretty amazing. And I only saw growth ahead. And at one point, you could you really couldn't do both. I had I had a realtor call my my business partner, my teammate Nathan Freilich, call him and say, "Hey, is is Eric okay? He seemed drunk today." And then my boss at work that same night was like, "Man, you look strung out. Are you okay?" And I just I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't taking care of myself because I was really busy as a realtor, really busy as a cop, and I had to choose one or the other. And I chose um, a, a new career path to to create wealth for my family. And, and, um, something that I like about real estate is that, that you don't get when you work for the government is the harder you work, the more, the more you leverage your imagination, the more money you make. And you, you can't yeah. do that when you work for the government. Yeah. You kind of get, you get stuck in a box and, and outside the box thinking is discouraged because a absolutely. It just gets you in more trouble. I found you that You can out. get somebody hurt in your <laughs> case, right? <laughs> yeah. And I did get hurt the, the last couple of years. I just wasn't paying enough attention at the police department. I hurt my shoulder twice, hurt my elbow. And so it was just time to make that decision. Okay. So what, what year is this that you enter real estate full time? It's like 2005. And so you started a brokerage right away. You had enough experience right as a part-time agent that you went, I'm yeah. going to do my own thing. And so you and your, your, your friend is, I'm sorry, his name is Nathan Freilich. He's my business partner. He's the co-founder at Breakthrough Broker. Also, also he did have, he had more time than I and was actually selling more houses than I was. And so he was able to get his, uh, what's here, what's called employing broker's license. And yeah, I quit cup work and opened a real estate company in the same week. Wow. So let's talk about that first year. I mean, obviously you, you, you had a sphere, you had business, things were going. How many agents did you end up having? How did, what did it look like? Oh my gosh. 
we we led with revenue. So when we when Nathan and I sold our first home together as a as a team with our new company, we bought a desk and rented an office. When we sold our second home, we bought a few computers. And when we sold our third home, we started recruiting and hired our first agent. So we never took on any debt. Um, we grew it to 65, 70 agents when we were acquired by a Realogy-based franchise in 2010. Okay. And uh, they wanted us to manage their company, and, and Nathan and I did not want to. At that point, it wasn't that we were burned out. We just didn't want to go back into corporate America after working for, you know, the police department and Nathan worked for the hospital district. And so we said no and signed a non-compete and couldn't sell real estate in Colorado for a while. And we were just trying to figure out what our next move was. So this is, uh, this is where we get to start talking about, you know, breakthrough broker. I, I've heard you say this, I believe, uh, because you and I go way back. I think Breakthrough Broker was really still pretty early in its game, maybe 2011 or 12 when we met in Phoenix. Yes. But you described it as, well, first of all, I'll let you tell the story. You, the two of you really decided to like look at the internet. You saw the opportunity. You didn't want to maybe start another brokerage. So talk about that. How do you come to that decision to try and find something <laughs> online? <laughs> like all good decisions. We were drinking when we came There you go. Here. Good. No, I'm just kidding. We, seriously, we were hanging out the next couple of days after we closed on the real estate company. And we we didn't want to start a coaching business. I felt it was pretty pretty saturated. There's great coaches out there. We did love speaking, but just that wasn't it. And, and we were literally listening to Pandora Radio. And I was looking up something on WebMD. Uh, because as an ex-cop and ex-hockey player, everything hurts. And um, we it was like a light bulb to both of us. We, we thought free stuff for realtors. The, we love Pandora. We love the free landscape of, of, of the internet and all the social media that we're using. And, and uh, we decided we wanted to create the, the biggest interactive resource for realtors in the world and give it away for free. That was our initial goal. And we've always lived by that since we started. Yeah, I've used that WebMD line every single time I talk about Breakthrough Broker to a group of agents because I think that's brilliant. I mean, it's it, it really is what it is. And when I it, it's there's a it's a search engine for a lot of different stuff, um, and it, and realtors never pay for it. Never. When I met you, you were coming down to Phoenix. Uh, you know, there was a, a Chicago title, a pretty heavy Chicago title presence up in Denver. So I know that your model is based on. Not just title companies, but the vendors in the air you know, in the in the industry supporting the supporting you as the the creators of Breakthrough Broker, and then being able to bring that as a value add to the agents. And you did a great thing, and I think this was really early on. It was branding the the vendors to the product that the, for the people that signed up under them. Correct. Yeah. So we had to, obviously we, we had to create a business model. You can't give everything away for free and not make any money. And so at first we weren't sure how we were going to do it, but we kind of fell into this and, and it's an advertising based model and we help the affiliate industries title mortgage home warranty um, at a very individual level with top of mind awareness and relevancy back to their realtor network. So it's an advertising based model where the realtors using it are probably going to see their title partner in the local area on the site on every page. And the realtors that use Breakthrough Broker and love it never complain about the advertising because they realize that's that's how we can create what we're creating. And they also realize that those individual professionals from title and mortgage and home warranty want their business. Right. And 
from a compliance point of view, did you have to jump through any hoops at all or was it pretty straightforward because the value was always there? So we did. We jumped through lots of hoops. We're always com- focused on compliance. Breakthrough Broker in and of itself is open access. Anyone in the world can create a profile and use it. And so when we when we jumped into the mortgage and title advertising side of things, there were a few things that we had to make sure we were doing correctly to make sure that the title companies were not providing anything of value that the realtors um, couldn't have gotten, you know, without them. So it is a, it's an advertising and, and top of mind awareness platform for anyone who wants to work with us on the, on that side. And for the realtors, it's a hundred percent free except for um, professional print resources and, and that sort of thing. Right. Let's talk about some of the, there've been some big jumps like in the product and, and, and improvements that you're constantly looking for the next thing. How do we keep making this thing better? You're not resting on your laurels. Talk about if you look back, looking back on the original product, what was that first big change or that first big moment where you went, this is going to make a difference? And it, all of a sudden you saw this jump in, in usage. Well, two. Okay. Um, the f- first big change was partnering with the title industry and having skilled title sales professionals in the field telling realtors about this resource. So that was the first big jump. And when someone... Uh, on the title side, who's who's really interested in helping realtors get better, can sit down with an agent and say, hey, there's a resource that can supplement anything you're currently using and make it on steroids. So if you have your own marketing department, great, but Breakthrough Broker is going to give you that little edge that gives you more. So when we partnered with the title industry in and of itself, that was our first big bump because we had people out all over America telling realtors about what we do. The second bump was when we hit uh, critical usage of over 100,000 users. We're getting, we're, we don't have to think about what to put on Breakthrough Broker anymore. It's coming to us. So for the first couple of years, it was a grind. We, Nathan and I met every week. We, we had to come up with our own ideas of what we wanted when we were realtors and what our agents needed and wanted when we were running, you know, 65, 70 agent brokerage. And it was a constant, constant battle to create new content. Now, at 100,000 users, we're getting about 100 ideas in a month from realtors all over the all over North America. Now we're getting more than that. But we just, all of a sudden, it was like a switch and agents started asking us for things they needed. They trusted us and we have a submit button, submit your ideas. And we were getting all kinds of, we, to this day, the content team meets and looks at all the ideas that come in and we decide what we're going to build. Wow. Yeah. You, you, I like the way you, you talk about that, that you had to get to this point, not, we'll call it a tipping point or where, where it's really going to take off. And that, that, that sort of stick to is so important in the world of real estate as well, right? For everything that realtors are doing, every, every, every strategy they try, whether it's, you know, creating video content, you know, it's that you've got to get to 30, 40, 50 videos before you see that that flip, that traction. And so it's, it's great to know that you went through the same thing in the, it, building this product that's trying to help people to be better at that themselves. Does that kind of make sense? We did. We, we went through the same thing. And, you know, as it relates to real estate, I'm don't take this the wrong way. I don't think every real estate agent should be a team per se. Mm-hmm. But I will say the one thing that got us to where we are is our partnership. So uh, I wanted to quit at least once a day, but when I wanted to quit, there was that time of day where Nathan didn't want to quit and then vice versa. So wow. for us to create a startup and, and 
and really create something. It's not like buying a, a franchise. You know, if you if you buy a McDonald's or a Seven Eleven, you have a roadmap for a successful business. Um, no one ever, no one had ever done this before. Created a free resource for realtors this big, and so there were there have been many days we wanted to quit, but we having a great partner has been very helpful. And so on the real estate side, I would say, I think accountability, having a, a partner or teammate or someone to hold you accountable is one of the biggest things that defines success early on, I believe. Let's let's stick with that accountability for a second. Um, I've seen you live talk about, you know, marketing or business planning. Uh, you have, in fact, I want to stick with business planning. It, you are passionate about this in the, in the world of real estate. Talk about, you know, how important that is, what you're doing inside of, because uh, we're at that time of the year, you know, we're here in the fall. Um, and, and I know you do live webinars, you, you'll do in-person conversations about it. Talk about how important that is and some of the things you're providing to agents to help them get through that. Well, it's, it's interesting because we, you know, we did everything wrong when we started our real estate business. I wish I could go back again. We would have sold so many more houses after knowing what we know now. Right. But it was the one thing, you know, there's two things that I wish I would have done back then that I know now I can help realtors and say, if you don't have a plan and you don't have a CRM, you're not going to succeed, period. And so um, I teach a class that you've probably heard titled, I Shall Not Should on Myself. Mm -hmm. S-H-O-U-L-D. Let's spell that out for our listeners. Yes. Thank you. I shall not should on myself. And I feel like we're, 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 we're an industry of shoulders. I should get my business plan done. I should get a CRM. And, and um, it's, pretty, it's pretty poor how many agents actually have their written business plan done and are looking at it all year long. It's probably a small percentage. And so we try to do our job at Breakthrough Broker by helping agents with an easy business plan. We do, we're doing two live uh, business planning webinars in December and two live ones in January, and they're all recorded as well. So you can always go in there. My, my goal would be to have every realtor that uses Breakthrough Broker just have this roadmap for success, because if you don't have it, you're just kind of blindly trying to succeed. That's why we're so passionate about that. Yeah. No, I love, I love that. And I'm, I'm like, I've, I've, I've never sold real estate, although, you know, I've, I was involved in about 7,000 closings when I ran that branch back in Phoenix. And um, so I've been at the end of the transaction for a lot of agents, but it was, I've never sold. And, and so I, I'm very careful about how I, when I do presentations, or when I talk to a room full of people, I want them to know that. But then I tell them, but I listen to really smart people. I'm connected to people through the Inman community, through other places. And I put you as one of those smart people who I'm able to go to, uh, whether it's recorded or live, and get that knowledge that I can turn around and share you know, to, to agents. And I think, so what you do is great. It's not just for realtors. It's for a lot of different people in the industry. So keep up that Thank great you. work. Yeah, keep creating Thank that content. It's awesome. Thank you. What I wanted to, you, you talked about when you hit the hundred thousand point, what is your, how, what's your usage at now? Um, where are you at? 406,000 realtors have wow. a profile on Breakthrough Broker. How many pieces of content? How many, how much stuff is on that site? Over 3000. Wow. All right. And, and that runs from, uh, it could be a video. It could be, obviously it could be collateral marketing collateral. It could yeah. Be it's just a thoughtful idea. Right? Yeah. It's as small as a thoughtful idea. Yeah. When I say three thousand, I mean we have, we have, we've been writing blog content for our newsletters for since two thousand and 
and 10. Wow. So we have, we have copyright restriction free blog content. We have obviously our marketing, our marketing technology right now. So the, our marketing centers all the way to now we're interviewing people like you and, and great coaches and realtors who are doing great things in the industry and just getting actionable, helpful content out onto the site. Right. Yeah. I wanted that bring that up next and talk about that. You've, when did you start with the, the interviews and the webinars with, with people in the space? Like I've, you know, personally know Chelsea Pites very well and she's been on there and Travis Tom and Sean Carpenter. And, and I love it when you're bringing these people to this, this bigger wide audience. Right. And I'm sure they love it as well. Um, when did you start doing that? And, and talk about some of the success there. You must get some huge numbers, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're averaging 4,000 registrants for our webinars every month, which is pretty good, I think, for the industry. You you might know better than I. No, that's that's a great um, number. And uh, our user base, Breakthrough Brokers, I call them, they, they like the kind of content we're giving them. And at some point, I felt like, you know, it's kind of like a great sports coach. At some point, the team stops listening to you. For everyone except Bill Belichick, coaches lose their their um you know the the the, their their viewers willingness to listen and so at some point we're a couple years into doing webinars and it was all me and i just wanted to have i've met so many amazing people that like you said are so smart and have so much knowledge on the industry that in 2020 we're really going to be pushing out some great ideas from people we're trying to make a little different there are some great podcasts out there like yours there's other great webinars out there. Breakthrough Broker, we, we're not Inman. We're not a news company. We're not risk media. Our, we're not a news or, or a current events company. We want to separate ourselves by being having content that's always actionable. So when I invite a speaker on, like Sean or, or Chelsea or Travis, they there's an expectation there that they're going to give our viewers a nugget. They're going to have a takeaway that is understandable because I... I also think our industry is really good at complicating things. I don't mm. know if you agree with me. Um, um, yes, wholeheartedly. <laughs> but but we're, we, I think people who listen to this that know Breakthrough Broker, we're really good at, at dummying it down. <laughs> not, not, to, not to, you know, that, that's not to say anything about our viewer base. But that's, it, an, accept, that's me, an acceptable term. I think yeah, very, from, very smart I, people like to just get the message. Yes, I enjoy yeah. something that I understand and can... I, I, I'm like a tip. I think I'm the typical realtor. I'm kind of like Doug, the dog from up. You ever seen Doug, the dog from up? <laughs> yes, like yes, I'm, I'm always chasing squirrels, right? I have a yeah. super short attention span. And I think most good entrepreneurs do. So I would say the majority of realtors have a pretty short attention span. So we want to deliver stuff that's super easy where you can grasp an idea and implement it to make more money. And so all of the speakers we'll have in 2020 and all the speakers we've had in 2019, we really ask them, bring something simple to the webinar that our, that our users can take away and go out. And if I can, if we can help one realtor sell one more home next year, we, we help, we help them make more money. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. You're, you're coming up on your 10th anniversary, right? Next year. We are. We are. So I, I know you and I have chatted, so I know there's there's some there's a, a pretty big change coming up that uh, I think you're allowed to talk about. I'd love I'd love for you to share with the listeners, you know what's coming uh, uh, in next year for Breakthrough. Yeah, Broker. I'd be happy to announce it here. We so Breakthrough Broker, as as everyone who uses Breakthrough Broker often knows, we're always innovating. 
and it's free. So we have 400,000 users with 3,000 pieces of interactive free content. And even when you give something away for free, it's human nature to ask for more. So we've had our users ask us for so much cool things, um, MLS plugin, where they can plug in their MLS number to any marketing item on the site and have it auto pull the pictures and the description and the bedrooms and bathrooms and square footage. We've had realtors ask for more team content and more luxury, beautiful design. We've had real estate agents ask for the ability to have all of their colors exactly for their brand on all of our marketing items. Obviously, we couldn't do that all of that. Um, and keep Breakthrough Broker free. So Breakthrough Broker is still free forever, and we still have our content strategy for 2020 to put amazing stuff on there, but we're going to be launching Breakthrough Plus, which will be a low, low low-cost subscription model, launching sometime in February, March, where agents can subscribe and get all of those additions. MLS plug-in, their color on all items, print discounts, um, more luxury, more team content, uh, better mapping tool. So all of that will be in there, including uh, some some sessions, about thirty sessions from some of the top coaches in the country as well, doing doing um, exclusive content for us. So Breakthrough Broker will still stay the same, but there will be an upgrade coming in twenty twenty. Look, I think it's long overdue. I I think that. You know, the, people are willing to pay for quality information, quality content. That's a we know that in our space, right? So, I, I think this is going to be a huge success for you. That's my take. I don't know what others are telling you. <laughs> Everyone's actually pretty excited. I mean, it's hard for when I announce it at a class that I'm speaking at. I'm, I'm assuming no one's going to stand up and tell me no. That's stupid. <laughs> Maybe they will. But, you know, in front of me, they're saying it's going to be great. But the real test will come when we launch this in, in, in the first quarter uh, of next year. And, and we're really trying to do the right thing. We want to get the best stuff out there. But we can't get all of that out there for free. So we're just going to get some of that stuff that costs us money to build and develop um, on a, on a subscription-based model. Perfect. Eric, I've had you here the half hour. I've asked of your time. So I'm going to give you the same question I've given every guest uh, going all the way back to Jay Thompson in, in 2015. And One of my other favorite people in the industry. Oh, my gosh. And and seeing Jay – well, let's just sidebar for a second. Seeing Jay free freewheeling out there doing whatever the hell he wants because he doesn't have to answer to anybody. I love it. Makes Jay even better, right? I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. I probably need to get him back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's, he can say whatever he wants. Um, what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just getting started? Well, this is really interesting because my wife, who was uh, in property management for six years, just switched over and got her brokerage license. And so she's a residential real estate broker right now, just closed on her first deal. And uh, here's the advice I would say, b- b- besides traditional advice, get a CRM. That's you can't do business without a CRM. It should be your first expense as a brand new realtor. I would say don't overthink it. I'm watching Joanna per a little bit of paralysis through analysis. I think new realtors overthink what they need to say and who they need to call and where they need to go. And I really want to see new real estate agents jump off, go to coffees every day, speak with whoever you can talk to about the industry. Go with your go with title partners. Go with mortgage people. Call 
past friends and family and go to coffee and talk about real estate. And so I'd say the number one thing I would say is, is don't overthink as a new realtor. I love that answer. Uh, a whole lot of getting ready to get ready, right? Oh my gosh. It's, and it's, and it's funny because people tell Joanna, Hey, you have a great mentor. And she's like, who? Look, look, um, also let's, let's see if you're a great hockey player, she's the last person she'd get, you're the last person she would go to for help. Right. She, she would have somebody else if she was yep, like, trying to pick up the game. It's funny. Absolutely. That's that husband wife thing, but that's, great. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. And it's been really fun to, uh, to get to know you over these years. Someday I'm going to meet Nathan. I know you're the face of the company and, and, um, but someday, somewhere, I want to meet Nathan. Say hi to him as well. Uh, he's the best. You'll he's he is behind the scenes, but he's uh, a lot of the brains of maybe all the brains of what we do here at Breakthrough Broker. And uh, he he does get out on occasion, so we'll, I'll I'll see if we can get him out to Florida. That'd be great. Thanks for all thanks right. for your time today. Thanks, Bill. I can't thank you enough.